22 million black victims of Americanism are waking up and they're gaining a new political consciousness, becoming politically mature. And as they become, uh, develop this political maturity, they're able to see the recent trends in these uh, political elections. They see that the whites are so evenly divided that every time they vote, uh, the race is so close, they have to go back and count the votes all over again. And that, that, which means that any block, any minority that has a block of votes that stick together is in a strategic position. Either way you go, that's who gets it. You're, you're in a position to determine who go to the White House and who stay in the doghouse. You're the one who has that power. You can keep Johnson in Washington, D.C., or you can send him back to his Texas cotton patch. You're the one who sent Kennedy to Washington. You're the one who put the present Democratic administration in Washington, D.C. The whites were evenly divided. It was the fact that you threw 80% of your votes behind the Democrats that put the Democrats in the White House. When you see this, you can see that the Negro vote is the key factor. And despite the fact that you are in a position to, to be the determining factor, what do you get out of it? The Democrats have been in Washington, D.C. only because of the Negro vote. They've been down there four years. And all other legislation they wanted to bring up, they brought it up and got it out of the way, and now they bring up you. And now they bring up you. You put them first, and they put you last. Because you're a chump. A political chump. In Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives, there are 257 who are Democrats. Only 177 are Republican. In the Senate, there are 67 uh, Democrats. Only 33 are Republicans. The party that you bass controls two-thirds of the House of Representatives and the Senate, and still they can't keep their promise to you, because you're a chump. <laughs> Anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't keep the promise that it made to you during election time and you are dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party, you're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race. to the Dixiecrats. Now, back during the days when you were blind, deaf, and dumb, ignorant, politically immature, naturally you went along with that. But today, as your eyes come open and you develop political maturity, you're able to see and think for yourself. And you can see that a Dixiecrat is nothing but a Democrat in disguise. You look at the structure of the uh, government that controls this country. It's controlled by 16 senatorial committees and 20 congressional committees. Of the 16 senatorial committees that run the government, 10 of them are in the hands of Southern segregationists. Of the 20 congressional committees that run the government, 12 of them are in the hands of Southern segregationists. And they're going to tell you and me that the South lost the war. Now, 
we haven't had a show in a while, and there's reasons for that. Um, I want to sit back and absorb this whole election cycle. I didn't want to be, and, and uh, listening to a lot of other podcasts and YouTubers, I, I mean, my honest opinion, and I always try to be honest with you guys, is that some were going a little too hard. And I wanted to, like, flesh out all these these uh, opinions and uh, flesh out all these uh, these topics and flesh everything out, man. And not and and I feel like people were gonna knew who they're gonna vote for a long time ago. And I think the Democrats and the Republicans knew who you're gonna vote for also. And so that's why they were claiming voter suppression by the Republicans uh, historically. So uh, in, in terms of black people. So and my and my thought is you have Jim uh, Joe Biden there and Kamala Harris, who many say Joe Biden is one of the architects of uh the crime bill um, and I know people are tired of hearing about the crime bill but if you really look at to me it's like the greatest form of voter vote suppression is mass incarceration because you can't vote if you're in jail and you couldn't vote for a long time unless you're a felon with that said, they gave the Republicans the tools to remove people from voter rolls using felons. So I'm an independent thinker. I'm I don't, I'm not saying the Republicans are great. I'm not saying the Democrats are all that great. I'm an issue voter, issue supporter. I like I support this issue. I mean I support that issue. I don't like all that either side does. Now with that said. I watched the election. I had a little election get together at my house. Uh, my son came, one of my my oldest son came over, and it was pretty interesting, man. I watched, sat back and watched this thing, and I just noticed some weird something. It was a re- it's really weird. Now, a lot of support for Joe Biden, but what I just didn't see it. I mean, I guess people voted. They said he got the most votes in election history. I find that hard to believe. I don't know. I'm just being cynical. I am cynical, but I find it really hard to believe. And there's a couple points I want to talk about briefly. It's not going to be a long show because of what I want to say. I have for another, I had another show in the clip and uh, we pulled it back because timing issues, but, and so a couple of things I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about up to leading up to the election, we saw and we talked about and it's been talked about in the media that uh what Trump was doing. Trump was lo- he he loaded up the courts. Now let me pull up in a you know me, I do everything on the fly. So he was um it was a lot of complaints that 
we've got to get him out here because he's loading up the courts and he's loading up the Supreme Court. So, and he put the Amy, uh, Amy Barrett in there and a lot of people were upset about that. Okay. This thing's loud. Let me turn this thing down. And so he appointed a record number of judges. Let's see. Judges. Okay. Oh, okay. Here it is. How Trump compares with other recent presidents in appointing federal judges. Pew Research Center Fact Tank. See if this thing makes any... Okay. Trump has appointed more appeals court judges so far in his tenure than any president since Carter. What is this dated? July 15, 2020. It says he's appointed 53 appeals court. Obama appointed 30 and Bush appointed 35 total 194 he's so he's loaded up the federal court system with judges I think the only person that did more than Trump is you stay in front of the mic huh is Jimmy well it says here Jimmy Carter did 243 total and 54 it's not important. Jimmy Carter ain't a factor. But, so, okay. Obama did 152. Trump did 194. Okay. So, let's see. Bush did 197. So, the, so the Republicans look like historically outside of Bill Clinton, he did 184. Put a lot of judges in the system. And so... People were like, okay, we need to get, we need to change the leadership for that one, for that's one of the reasons because he will load up the court and we'll have conservative judges all through the system. Okay, next we go to the Supreme Court. Let's see. Supreme Court. Let's look this up. Supreme Court. Supreme Court. You know, I can't spell. Okay, here we go. I can spell. Supreme Court. Okay. We're talking about Obamacare to face another test. And see, he, they loaded up the court. Conserve majority. Okay. So he loaded up the court. Majority. John Roberts has kind of been okay. How a 6 3 majority, conservative 6 3 majority, could reshape the Supreme Court. His third nominee to the Supreme Court is Amy Coney Barrett. Now, and the reason why I'm even bringing this up, ooh, this is news today. Religious liberty, okay, 
Obamacare to face another Supreme Court test on Tuesday, this time with a 6-3 conservative majority. Not looking good. Not, not Something even worse if, if they take Trump's case about this election uh, it's, it could be another Bush v. Gore. Now, people don't remember. A lot of people don't remember. A lot of people in denial about the election. I'm willing to think that Trump's out of here, right? But to me, this is what I remember. And I'm just, I remember watching the election. Everyone's hanging on the uh Hanging on it, hanging on, you know. And I go to bed, and Trump's leading in these states. And so I wait, when I wake up, it seemed like a whole lot of votes, I mean, were dumped overnight into the system. Now, I'm just being honest, man. I don't know. Look, I don't know, okay? But it didn't look, it didn't even, I don't know, it didn't look or feel right to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, so-called best man won, best person. But it just was, wasn't, it just didn't like, I had a funny feeling about it. So I didn't over-celebrate. I didn't over-not celebrate, but I just was just like, something is funny. And then it is weird to me how, especially in Arizona, I have family there. And my family there was like, this Trump is going to win Arizona. Hands down, not a person I know out of there was saying Biden was going to win. And this is in Phoenix. This is Trump country. They're all over the damn place. Whatever. Maybe that scared people to change their vote. Maybe people don't want that sort of thing in their lives. I don't know. But it does seem weird to me that places that have not been, that the places he flipped, like places like Georgia flips, like they get to the hood. What is it? What is it? What county was that? Clayton. Woke up watching that. Clayton, and that's the hood, man. Come on, man. And it was just weird to me, man. The whole thing is weird. Uh, and I just remember back in my mind, Bush v. Gore. How I think that was like forty-five days after the election, they even put newspapers out uh, declaring President the winner. Uh, Washington Times. Election special says, I'm looking at it right now, President Gore. Florida pushes Gore over the top with bare majority. Okay. A lot of people don't remember that. I remember. I'm old enough to remember. I'm old, I'm older person. So these new people, they're just out there celebrating. And Trump got the court packed. He can run this to the Supreme and because, you know, Bush had help from his brother who was uh, the uh, governor. I think, I think he was the governor in uh, no, uh, Florida at the time. And and they stopped the count. Because what, what I'm getting is 
They have the count. Election day, I think you're supposed to stop the count. I don't know if that's a law, but I just remember that's how Bush v. Gore ended. Bush was ahead by like, I think, 500 votes, and they just said, stop. Don't count no more. And that's how he got in. So people are in denial about this Supreme Court. They're like, okay, if this dude, Trump's whole life has been about using lawyers to win battles. This dude's out. This dude's out golfing, okay? When this shit's going down. Pictures of him golfing. I don't know if he's stressed out. And then it's like, I feel like the a president, I, I don't know if it's the okay, the Electoral College meets in December. Okay, and most of them are, are, are conservatives. So, and they're not all bound to follow the recommendation. Now, I don't know how that breaks down. I'm not going to claim to know as far as party lines, but I do know, understand that most are conservatives. So I feel like, in essence, the media installed the president before everything is for their own purposes or for whatever purposes that they have. The president, uh, Biden and Kamala, right now have been installed by the media and by maybe a system it looks good it feels good but it's just weird to me man <laughs> how this played out now i don't know how to properly articulate everything as early i haven't had no coffee so i'm going to run a couple of clips from other people because uh, i feel like this was um, exercise in leader installation see if we go for it because in the future the enemies may install leaders through the media uh because when bush v gore didn't have internet really like that so it was basically paper so but this new age we're on on, on digital you got people out here celebrating and stuff but before i feel like it might even be a big finesse uh Okay, we're going to run, let's see. Oh, here, I was listening to Tariq last night. And here we're going to try to, I'm going to, I don't have this plugged into the board, so I'm going to run it through the mic. Hold up. I burn on TV, and no, look how they, look how they did this. This is how slick they are. They asked Jim Crow, Jim Clyburn, Jim, what do you, and look how slick this recorder was. Hold on. Because they're like, Biden and everybody's going around thanking black people for helping them. They asked Jim Crow um, Clyburn, they asked Jim Nacoon Clyburn what he wanted and what the black community wanted. And he started bucking his eyes. Oh, Lord, we don't want nothing. I don't want nothing. Listen to this Sambo. This scripted ass bullshit. He's going to ask him, what do you want? This is scripted. Listen to Jim Crow Clyburn. Hold on. Why do you want Joe Biden to pay you back? I don't want anything out of this. All I want is a, a country that my children and grandchildren uh, can be able to develop in and be able to pursue their dreams and aspirations. I've been around. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm full scores. I'm beyond the promise. Uh, so I'm not <laughs> No, I, I think you have a lot of promise. I think you have a lot of promise left, Congressman Clyburn. How do you? 
So this Sambo, they get him on TV and ask him a loaded question that they rehearsed. So, <laughs> so Congressman, what do you want from Biden? How do you want Biden to repay you? I don't want nothing. Lord, want some? Lord, being around Massa is good enough for me. Lord, I just want this good old freedom. Couple of butter biscuits there now and then. A little juleps by the sycamore trees. Oh, this Sambo ass nigga. Oh, this, this is him. That's 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 him. <laughs> Hold on, this day I clown it. Hold on, dude. Okay, I'm trying to get to. Uh, wow, they're killing me. He back on his clowns. Oh, oh they clowning. Hold up. Here we go. Who was his base? This is the thing. When you start asking questions, they start lying. Who was Joe Biden's base? It's not white men. We can't say it's white men. Let's be real. Let's just start deducting things, okay? Let's start deducting. Who was Joe Biden's base? Then people will start saying, well, just everybody who just wanted to get Trump out. No, 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 no. Who was his base? Because there's a lot of people who voted for Trump. Who was Biden's base? It wasn't white men. Damn sure it wasn't white women, because white women ain't voting for no damn Kamala. Kamala laying up with another with a white man. White women ain't voting for that. Kamala Harris don't have any kind of stock with white women like that. White women don't fuck with Kamala. Who was his base? Who was Biden's base? Couldn't, it's not immigrants. It's not enough immigrants to have a vote turnout like that. Who was Biden's base? They're trying to paint a narrative that his base is black people. That ain't true. His base is not black people. Let's be real. A significant number of black people did vote for Biden. They actually saved him from being completely washed. But... All of these large ballots that started coming in and they were like coming in from these black areas, that's some drag. That's a that's cat right there. That's not real. I don't believe that. That I don't believe, dude. I don't believe that. Black people were not energized by Biden like that, even with the desire to get Trump out. Black people weren't motivated like that to get Trump out. Why? Because Trump ain't really did shit to black people like Biden did. We weren't tripping on Trump like that. Let's be real. Black people weren't tripping on Trump like that. Yeah, we, he says a lot of racist shit. Yeah, fuck him and all that racism and all that. But Trump, per se, Trump has not put together a policy that really threw us under the bus like Biden and damn Kamala. We ain't that goddamn. We ain't dumb like that. We understand. We remember Kamala and, and Biden's policies. So you're not going to tell us that there was this big, massive black base for Biden and Kamala. Remember, when Kamala ran and tried to run on her, on her own, she got rejected by the black community. Let's be real. For the most part, when Kamala Harris ran by herself, she got rejected by the black community. She had to pull out. So now all of a sudden, she, she had to pull out earlier. And now she got this massive response from black folks because of Joe Biden. We don't like no damn Joe Biden like that. Even coonish niggas. Coonish niggas ain't that motivated. Come on, let's keep it. A, let's keep it a buck. And family, I've been traveling around the country. I've been filming. I've been everywhere around the country. 
around black people, chopping up with black people, getting the vibe and the feel of black folks around the country. I've been everywhere in the last few months. We just had a huge convention in Atlanta. Thousands of people showed up. We had a great time at the convention. Nobody was feeling no damn Biden. I filmed in Chicago. I filmed in New York. I filmed in D.C. I filmed in Florida. I was just down in Louisiana a couple of months, well, not no, no, a few weeks ago, right before the election. All these places I'm going where all of these black folks, there was no, there was no outpouring of support for no damn Biden and Kamala. I've been around black people all around this country. I got a lot of love and respect from the community, and I know how to at least get a vibe from the community. Wasn't nobody really supporting Biden and Kamala like that. Now, when I was traveling, I saw Trump shit everywhere. I told y'all, even when I went to Ohio some months back, I was in Ohio. We, we went out there to buy a dog. There's Trump shit all over the place. All of these other places, Trump shit all over the place. Yeah, so... Hold on. Hold on. Who are black? They were all went on the media. All y'all fake news and all that. Eh? So they had to get together and get him out of here. Even some Republicans might have been in on it, getting Trump out of there too. I mean, because a lot of the Republicans, they're in the pockets of the corporate structure. They're in the pockets of the bankers too. You understand? So some of the Republicans. You know, they're a little quiet, quiet about it. But my thing is, look, if we're going to have a, an election, you're going to have to do it the right way. Because I'm not going to co-sign deception against one person just because I don't like them in favor of another group of people who everybody's supposed to be rooting for. And you, you did it the wrong way. Because when are you going to stop doing that? Okay? If you cheat here... When we have a legitimate base out here trying to vote somebody in, are you going to use the same tactic, right? You can use the same finesse tactic again, against us, again. So when does the deception stop? See, I don't co-sign anything deceptive, dude. That's the thing. See, we got when we talk about justice, we're talking about real justice. Right is right. I do not fuck with no Trump or none of the white supremacists who fuck with him. But the thing is, I want to get Trump out. If we get Trump out, I want to do it where we do it the right way. You give black people the tangibles we need, and we will legitimately go and vote our asses off the right way and get them up out of there. We're going to go there. Don't sit up here and not only finesse these magic ballots popping up in the middle of the damn night, and then when they pull a twist like this, they make black people the face of it. That's the real slick part of it. Because they keep talking about, oh, man, black people, man, y'all so wonderful. Look what black people saved us, man. And notice when they're showing people at these polling places, they're always showing black people working there. Fact. When you look at images and footage from these polling places, they show black people sitting up there counting the numbers. See, that's another con game, guys. The media knows what they're doing. They know that there's going to be a backlash because of this My shit. point. Let's be very clear. Those MAGA folks, family, they've already caught two or three people with bombs and shit in their cars right now driving up to these polling places. 
they done already caught a, a few white supremacists and some of these MAGA dudes talking about blowing up some of these pole counting places. They're showing up angry at these pole counting places. Yeah. So you kind of get what he's talking about. It's Tariq Nasheed over there. If you like what he says, you know, uh, Tariq Radio. That's his YouTube. And I was just catching this last night when I came home. Just ran it, you know, on my TV. I got YouTube t- on my TV, and that was running. I pushed the button on. I listen to everybody. I listen to Rolling. I listen, you know, uh, Rolling, man. I don't. And so, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm old, I remember. And it kind of feels like a reverse uh, it well it feels like a rehash of uh, I, I don't think it's oh I mean I I want to be happy with the people and say it's over man but is it over and then what do we get uh we had as stupid as it sounds they had a st- platinum stupid ass platinum plan over there with the Republicans which we probably wasn't gonna see no part I mean see see that but the democrats is like oh after we're elected we'll talk about and i think someone was talking about they're doing some sort of student ten thousand dollars off your student loans i'm like man me personally i would have preferred i mean i know but i don't know i don't think bernie would have won because people are scared of social unless they could have covered that up and uh bernie and warren I didn't, I mean, it's truth be told, I didn't vote for Biden and I didn't vote for Trump. I voted third party. And uh, I didn't, and a lot of people in my group were like, oh, you voted Green Party again, because I vote Green Party usually. But I didn't this time. I didn't really, because I vote country, I didn't like the candidate. And I ain't going to say, you got to take from that what you want. And I didn't vote. Uh, what's the other party? I think Boyce Watkins was saying he voted for the Libertarians. I didn't go that route either. So you can deduct from. I didn't vote for Kanye either. <laughs> Wasn't doing that. Everyone around me vote for Biden. That's cool. No problem. I don't care who you vote for, man. That's the whole thing. You got a choice. And I respect your choice. And if you vote for. Then I'm not going to disown somebody because they voted for Trump. I ain't going to do it. Go. Like some people are on here saying, I ain't losing nothing for that dude. I ain't losing nothing for nobody. I ain't losing nothing. I'm an independent. Always have been. So, it seems like I'm leaning with this stuff. It seems like I'm backing these dudes. But it just is what it is, man. Uh, let's see, like he fired a defense secretary, but these guys did nothing. And I saw... Biden's already moving, talking about whose cabinet might be and Republicans talking about they might block it. And now the Democrats are talking about they're going to reach across the aisle already. It's like a couple of days. What was the election today? Is uh, I don't like putting today, like Monday morning. It was like the election was last Wednesday. So it was like the ninth of day. So, uh, they're already talking about what that stuff with Obama, man. But so I want to play something else I was listening to this morning. 
And I was had another show prepared. I was like, let me run this past the people. Because I like best of the web type stuff. Because, you know, I don't always, I don't know. And it helps feel, let me see what this dude's at. Okay, here we're going to run this. Dwan B. Um, give him his credit. D W A N N. Uh, and there's a space and there's a B. But that's a YouTube. So I gotta fuck with him and I've been listening to this uh Randy Short. Randy Short been saying some crazy you know, stuff. Uh, take take from Randy Short what you want, but I have gotten a lot of book recommendations from Randy Short, Dr. Randy Short. So anyway, some pretty good books actually. I'll tell you at the end of this uh, what they were and uh, pass them along to you. Okay, here we go. Shit talk. With a spontaneous broadcast, I'm going to let y'all fill in the room. Fill in the room, fill in the room. It's the beginning of his We got uh, a lot of shit live. to talk about. Yeah. We about to talk about. Let him about talk about his t-shirt and stuff. How yeah. to communicate with Voteps during the Biden era. First question you may have is, what the fuck is a Votep? A lot of you know right now, a lot of you don't know. A Votep is basically somebody who's going to vote blue no matter who. Come hell or high water, they gonna vote blue they don't really have a logical explanation as to why they're going to vote blue. And they got problems with anybody who don't vote blue. And they want to sit around and, and mammy and talk shit about anybody who don't agree with them politically. That's a vote tip. What's up, Star? Welcome to the chat room. That's what a vote tip is. A vote tip is somebody. Vote tip is, a vote tip is somebody who was in the street celebrating. Uh, Joe in the hole winning the election. Somebody, anybody who, who took time out their day to do cartwheels and say black girls rock. You know what I mean? Because a woman from India and Jamaica won the vice presidency of the United States of America. Yeah, right. Just like that, they feel as if everything is going to stop. It's a goddamn disgrace. And here's the thing about the whole Kamala Harris thing. Today we're going to be talking about how to communicate with these votives. Because we're going into the holiday season. Y'all know y'all going to have Thanksgiving and Christmas around your family. And unfortunately, most of our family, if you're black, not only voted Democrat, they got an issue with you if you didn't vote Democrat. They look at people who voted, who didn't vote. Like, people, I didn't vote for either president. I wrote Dr. Funkenstein on my ballot. I voted for George Clinton to the funk. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't vote for either one of these jackasses. But they they feel as if, if you your vote automatically goes to the Democratic Party. And if you didn't do that, it's going to be a problem. So the people in this chat room... We know in a couple weeks we're going to have to sit around and talk to these people about the election. Because you know Trump's still going to be Trump's still going to be trying it. This shit, ain't, this shit is not over by any means. You feel me? 
Y'all going to have these crazy conversations with your family members about why Joe Biden is better. Why Joe Biden is the best for black people. And they're going to say all kinds of things like now that Joe in the hole is in office, we just going to hold them accountable. We're going to hold them accountable. They said the same shit when Obama got in office. This was accountable when Obama got in office. The first four years they were saying, look now, he pushes through health care. Give him a second term. Even though he only had a house for the first two years. And they'll say this. Well, if he went back and voted in 2010, then he could have kept the house. This is how you neutralize the argument. Go through history, go through the, all the elections. Usually before this 2000 election, when a new president takes office, they generally get the House and the Senate for those first two years, in those first two years alone. Clinton, Bush, Obama, Reagan. When you go back through all of their presidencies, they get the House and the Senate the first two years. That's all you get. After that, there's always a wave of the other party that that that's like, fuck this shit, and they go to the polls, and they flip the House and the Senate back in their favor. Always happens during political time. But what they do with us, they say, well, black people didn't go out and vote in 2010. And, 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 and you know how old niggas talk. Anna, 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 Anna. No, uh, who the fuck is Anna? Anna, 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 Anna. And and and, and he, he should have he should you should have voted, and 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 we could have had four years of the same house, and then he would have done something. So you know that's coming. You know that's coming. They right now it's going to get even worse because they're going to say Biden don't even have a house. So what can he do? They're going to ignore the shit that he does pass for for groups like immigrants and transgenders and gays and all and the medical shit he gonna pass all that niggas gonna ignore all that and then say because of the house and the senate now he couldn't do anything for us don't fall for that bullshit you're right shahar's agenda first thing is gonna be convincing niggas to take them bill gates covid vaccines and i ain't with it I am not with it. You know, so you know that's what they're going to be pushing. Meanwhile, these people ain't going to have an issue with them pushing this bullshit. Why? Because at least Trump's out of office. Trump ain't pushed none of this bullshit on us. Trump ain't did nothing to directly affect black people. Yeah, did, did Trump fuck up the country in a lot of ways? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And 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 when I voted, when I didn't vote for either one in 2016, I knew if Trump got in office that he would fuck up a lot of things. And to be clear, I am totally cool with everything that Trump fucked up because I come from the philosophy either we all going to be equally comfortable or we're going to all be equally uncomfortable. That's the school of thought I come from. So I wasn't tripping on the shit that Trump was doing because, hey, it's, at least everybody's mad. 
Now, watch what's going to happen. All these people who was on our side during the Trump administration, they're going to go back to their corners. Now that they got their guy in office, they're going to go back to their corners. Your immigrant groups, your like Indians and Asians, they got the person that they want in office because Kamala Harris is, guess what? Indian and Asian again now, ain't she? The Latinos ain't going to be tripping because Biden is going to do some token shit like, like release the kids from cages. So that's going to, they're going to be good. Meanwhile, the police still going to be trying to shoot and kill us. But we got something for their ass because black people, we focus like a motherfucker. We focus as hell. So let's get into this. And then I'm gonna talk. To, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, talk to some of y'all in the chat when we get through this. Yeah. So that's you know, that's the one B. His take on it. Uh, so what else? Oh. And last night I was talking to a brother. Oh, there's a couple things. Uh, other things I wanted to talk about. Want to talk about the Stacey Abrams man? How she feels not being selected by Joe Biden as the VP candidate, but then delivering the victory. Uh, this is you know what the media says she in Georgia helped deliver that decisive victory for Joe. Okay. Which is interesting because she couldn't deliver that for herself in her own race for governor. And she didn't want to run again. Uh, well, actually, no, she couldn't do that. But he didn't pick her. And people were like, she didn't want it to be his. She didn't want to be his running mate. She didn't want that job. She didn't want to do that because she had other stuff she wanted to do. She wanted a cabinet position. I'm I'm more inclined to think that she is going to be, uh, what's that lady that was head of uh, DMs? Donna Brazil. Karen, I hope she don't end up caring what for the Democrats like Donna Brazil. Then when you do something, they get rid of you fast. Mammyism. Look, my point is that I think they they picked. There's one or two reasons why they picked Kamala over Stacy. And what Tariq said, black women weren't really in love with Kamala like that. I mean, I guess you're, uh, uh, AKA whatever, whatever. That's your thing. But that whole system. I ain't gonna mention, talk about it. Give them no ear. I ain't mad at them. It is something I don't really. It's just weird to me, man. Been to college, been in that system. So whatever, whatever that is. And I'm not in it. So so I pulled this up. Someone was trying to argue with me saying she didn't want the job. So I'm just going to pull this up. Stacey Abrams on the Stacey Abrams on the video. 
uh, eight months ago. I think they started out with the what we're talking. Yeah, hold on, let's get to it. President's Day, and while you're not running at the moment, <laughs> at this very second you're not running, a lot of people want to see you on that ticket. First as vice president. And, and you said, you know, that a, a, any Democratic candidate can come and talk to you about being VP. Explain to people why you say this. Okay, so the last, the first time I was on here, mm -hmm. uh, I got the question about running as VP during the primary. And I very apparently famously said, no, because you don't run for second in a primary. Right. However, because that conversation started, I'm now getting the question a lot from folks. And the answer is, of course, I would be honored to run for vice president with the nominee. And thank you. I mean, it, it's a bit disconcerting because it seems really obnoxious for me to say that out loud since I'm not, you know, no one's asked me. But what I want people to understand <laughs> is that. in the media. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. the, the issue is, as a woman of color, especially as a black woman, this is an unusual position to be in for someone to be considered possibly the next vice president. And it would be doing a disservice to every woman of color, every woman of ambition, every child who wants to think beyond their known space for me to say no or to pretend, oh, no, I don't want it. Of course I want it. Of course I want to serve America. Good. Of course I want to be a patriot and do this work. And so I say yes. Yes, and very good. you also see yourself running as president, too. Oh, absolutely. At some point, you will. When someone starts out in the mailroom and says, I want to be the CEO, we never go, oh my gosh, that's too much ambition. Why should we not want no. someone to have the power to fix the problems and the brokenness that we have? I want to do good, and there is no stronger platform mm -hmm. than the President of the United States, and that's a position I wanted it when they hold. So the presidential primary in Georgia is uh, on March 24th. It is. And uh, I don't think you've endorsed a candidate yet, have you? I have not. Do you think you should? Would you like to? Would you like to do it to here? <laughs> this seems to be your job. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, you know, like I said... Um, congratulations, Kamala, on rain her par on her parade, whatever. And people still there's still undercurrents of people arguing as she, whether she's black or not. And she didn't do well as a candidate on her own. Matter of fact, she fell flat in the black community against a crowd of white. Uh. Uh, uh, candidates which you know I don't know even Roland on his show was talking about it talk let's see what's going on it's 11 months ago with our black vote young people you know, it may not be the polls you see on on, on the news. See if we can catch a clip here. We weren't seeing her down like like what they were saying in those polls. And in the essence poll that we did, 
uh, she uh, with millennials, she was uh, still I was was tied for for uh, one of the top three. So I don't buy just waiting on the polls because at the end of the day, it's the vote. And so what I you Good know point. I I would say as a black woman, I'm very disappointed, but I can I'll, but also have to respect the sister for stepping up and realizing she couldn't take it to the next level. Um, we have to also ask ourselves, why was she targeted so? I felt, in any ways, she was, yes, women have a hard time, but at the end of the day, when she was polling higher in some of those more broader uh, opinion polls, she still wasn't getting the kind of coverage she should have got. Let's go, because, Eljo, let's look at this. The first, coming out of the gate, mm-hmm. in the first three months, the highest rated town halls on MSNBC and CNN were Senator Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Out of all the candidates, highest rated. So clearly there were people who wanted to hear from her, see what she had to say. I think if you start looking at, you're absolutely right in terms of coverage, but also I think there were some fatal mistakes. Mm-hmm. One that really jumped out. Obviously there were people who were focusing on her record as a prosecutor. But she did not release a criminal justice reform plan until the Monday before the debate at TSU in September. Mm-hmm. You open in March. If that's your weakest link, if you will, or how far is going to attack you, you cannot go five or six months and not have a criminal justice plan. Yeah. I, I think when you start looking at that, I think that was a huge deal because the narrative, her campaign, they allowed the narrative to be established before they established it. Yeah. Well, let's, mm. you know, there are obviously some um, mistakes in the campaign, and right? Yeah, so that's 11 months ago before she stepped down. And that was a little bit of, let's see. It's it's a video, Rella Martin, here's why Kamala Harris struggled to gain black voter support during her presidential campaign, dated December 4th, 2019. So if we talk, this is my fatal mistake, one of them. Again, we had over 200 years of slavery. We had Jim Crow for almost a, a, a century. We had legalized discrimination and segregation, and now we have it, it, le- segregation and discrimination that is not legal but still exists and is a barrier to progress. We have disparities around housing. We have disparities around education. We have disparities around income. And we have to recognize that Everybody did not start out on an equal footing in this country. And in particular, black people have not. And so we have got to recognize that and do something about that and give folks a lift up. That's why, for example, I'm proposing the Lift Act. Okay. Give people who are making $100,000 or less as a family a tax credit, which will benefit (laughs) and uplift 60% of black families who are in poverty. So by default, it affects black families, but there's not a particular policy for African-Americans that you would explore. But no, if you look at the, the reality of who will benefit from certain policies, when you take into account that they're not starting at the, at the same place and they're not, stand, they're not starting on equal footing, it will directly benefit black children, black families, black homeowners. 
because the disparities are so significant. So if we focus on the specific issues so that have resulted we're gonna run in the greatest disparities and let and we understand the gap that that's stay. Part of why we're doing it. Listen, the, the reality also is this. Any policy that will benefit black people will benefit all of society. Let's be clear about that. Let's really be clear about She's not that. worried about closing the gap. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. Because whatever benefits that black family will benefit that community and society as a whole in the country. Right? So. Mm. Okay. Stacey Abrams. Would you think she would have done something that would benefit black people? I think the reason why she wasn't picked is is colorism. That's my, well, because it's really weird to me that people have such a short memory. They've been marching, having all these protests, the whole Black Lives Matter, defund the police because the communities are over-policed, right? Defund the police and then turn around and elect a cop. For all intents and purposes, she's a former law enforcement officer. She's a cop. Top cop of California. So, and I just like to like keep history in context when I talk. Am I lying? So she wants to not do anything that only benefits black people. And there's been a like literally what? Protests all over the country, massive, almost going, you know, bigger than the ones in the 60s. And then the people turn around and put a cop in office. And the author of the crime bill. Now, but what I'm saying is, okay, and my opinion, opinion may be like this, okay. The mass, mass incarceration might not be needed because the prison now is the street. Instead of locking people inside the institutions, have you noticed they're letting people out of jail and then kind of decriminalizing everything because the streets... Prison and jail might be a step up because there's so many people living on the streets in poverty, intense. Jail was probably a, a hotel for these people. And there's so many that they couldn't, they couldn't afford, had to find a new way and couldn't throw them all in prison. Plus, many of them are Caucasian, white. So before they were just throwing a lot of black people in jail and some whites, I ain't going to say they went through. So, but these are lawmakers' kids on the streets now. So, the 
I'm feeling like I work in an area downtown in the, in one of the worst areas of Seattle. And when, what I've noticed is it's a geofence. There's a street called Third, Third Avenue. The people are congregated in certain areas. Third Avenue, Seattle, is a geofence. But they want to... And the they're using the ambulance services and the social workers they have as sort of like a probationary, like a pro, like a probation officer, check in on you, let you do all the damn drugs you want, and people are lost in a delusional spell. The the geofence is there to incarcerate people mentally. That's the new mass incarceration see what I'm saying and to talk about the old show I had a show and then we we're going to do a second show on uh, Andre Taylor and what you know Mary Jane Durkin gave him the ex-pimp uh, made him a street czar uh, and gave him a big old salary quarter million dollars but what I started to think is that he is less likely a street czar. He's more of a prison preacher. See, and see, people re- reject religion, so it didn't is not really effective because the prison is the streets. P- poverty is prison. They have no plan to do anything about poverty, but to manage your poverty and have these corporations make money on your poverty. So when they did the lockdown, all the small businesses closed. So now the only thing left is major corporations that have the money to stay there. And it's funny how in my democratic area that they closed everything down but they allowed, they had no problem with people protesting. And then they had no problem with people going to vote. That was fine. So when we talk about Joe Biden mass incarceration, he, in the end of his life, is the master of his own work but the, but now like I said the, the streets are the prison and are we prisoners in our homes we stand think about it we get everything delivered to the, the house now we get DoorDash and stuff people stay in your house Quarantine. So now we have the architect of mass incarceration over the quarantine. Look, everything's relaxed now. But it's funny to me that, say, like our governor here in Washington State, Jay Inslee, all media reports are saying that what? 
COVID is on the rise. But everything's relaxed. I mean, there's a couple stipulations, not so many people here, every other table, capacity. He ain't said nothing. It's on the rise. Nothing during election season. They got people locked in nursing homes. So our de facto leader right now, until he takes the helm, January 30th, is the author of the crime bill, which which kicked off. It was already there, but it really put that shit, it gave him financial incentive for mass incarceration. What is it? What's going on, man? (laughs) 2020, do you believe after everything that's been going on this year, the only smooth thing that goes is this election? You decide. With that, I'm out. Go to politirogue.com. Uh, we're on all uh, all platforms, podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Gmail Podcasts, uh, Spotify, got a YouTube, Politibro TV over at YouTube, and Cash App, you know, uh, Cash App Politibro. Just make sure you spell it right. P-O-L-I-T. I-B-R-O at Cash App. Like, share, and donate if you're listening on YouTube. Try to share it. Just share it. And uh, the group was on uh, Facebook. There's a group on there. Uh, There's a couple fake groups, but the one with the uh, with like the shooting star that's kind of got a red trail behind it, white star. That's the group. And there's a page, Pluter Bro. Uh, y'all have a good day. I'll talk to you on the next and talk to with you on the next podcast. Thank you.